There's a hunger to find someone that you can <laughs> unload on. I mean, I don't want to get too mystical or spiritual here, but I, I'll I go think, ahead. <laughs> <laughs> trust amplifies your ability to get things done. Go deeper. Find your center. Live life to the fullest. This is the Deeper Connections podcast from The Daily Motivator. Welcome to the Deeper Connections podcast from The Daily Motivator, sponsored by Connections University, where you'll find the Experience Excellence audio program, a resource for encouragement, inspiration, and mastery of life's everyday challenges. Visit deeperconnectionspodcast.com and download Experience Excellence today. Earlier, we were talking a little bit about the issue of trust and mm-hmm. how important that is. And I guess over the years, there have been a lot of people who have developed a trust in in me and what I say and, and write. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to have earned that trust. In connecting from person to person, Trust is a essential element of forging a connection and maintaining a connection. We tend to forget how much value trust has in our everyday lives Mm -hmm. until maybe we get into a situation where we can't trust the people around us. It's not until then that we realize how essential trust is to, you know, even the little things that we do every day. Right. It's just, it's just a part of every aspect of our lives. Mm Mm-hmm. When you mentioned that we don't realize maybe we undervalue trust until we find ourselves, and hopefully we don't find ourselves in this situation, but if you do find yourself in a situation where you think there's no one I can trust, then you would really realize the value of having needed to build up trusted relationships with those that when you're in a situation in your life where you need to be able to turn to someone for a sounding board, for safety, for all kinds of things, just for the ability to really be yourself and be known by someone else. In order to have that kind of trust, that level of trust, I'm going to say the first thing that you have to do is be trustworthy. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the only way to earn trust is to be worthy of it. Mm-hmm. It's not something that happens overnight either. No. It necessarily involves a long period of time. Mm -hmm. You just can't instantly trust. Right. And I think, you know, you were saying you have been fortunate to build up a level of trust with many, many people over a lot of years of putting out the Daily Motivator. And that's a coveted position to be in. The deal is, though, you've spent a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of your heart and soul to be able to cultivate those relationships. And, you know, some of those are with people that you know, uh, on a personal level, but many, many of those people you've never met personally, and they've come to know and trust you because you're consistent, for one thing. That's a huge part of having trust. I don't think 
anybody can consistently write and put out the kind of material that you have over years without being that trustworthy person. And people can, they can feel that energy coming through. Don't you think? Yeah, I think to a certain degree. I mean, you think you you have that feeling, although you can think that about somebody and then they can betray that Mm -hmm. feeling. I mean, you know, nobody can read another person's mind or intentions. There is a certain vibe that you can get with people. Yeah. I mean, I think it's easier to feel that you don't trust somebody than than it is to have an accurate feeling that you can trust somebody. Yeah, especially in this day and time, you know, with with fake news, right? And so much of that going on, it's like, okay, where do we go? Who can we yes. trust? It's mm-hmm. it's very difficult. It is. People in organizations have become very skilled at deception. That's true. And that has turned into a strategy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's certainly not a long-term strategy that's going to be successful in the long term. Exactly. But it can be enormously successful in the short term. Yeah. And and that's unfortunate. And it's also unfortunate the fact that trust can take years or decades or even centuries to build. Mm-hmm. And it can be destroyed in in an instant, <laughs> Exactly, yeah. in an instant. And so it is a precious thing. We have to understand the value of creating trust and understand the value of maintaining that trust. And you know, it's interesting, it's talking about the vibe of trust. One thing that has been kind of a hallmark of my life, and I haven't really been sure why this happened, but this has to be a vibe thing, if you will. I have people tell me, things all the time, their deepest secrets. And I mean, strangers, and I'm talking in a grocery store aisle, (laughs) where it's been just such an interesting thing in my life to be standing there. You just have that look about you. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I know that I also have a real mischievous look about me. (laughs) I don't know if it's the look. I think it's uh, something that people can sense and feel that maybe the conversation starts out with, gee, have you tried this brand of almond milk before? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like this one better than the other one. And then that person says, well, one time when I bought that and I took it to my mother's and she didn't like this. Well, you know, my mother has really been struggling with this for a long time. And you know, we didn't have a good relationship growing up. And before you know it, they're telling me the deepest things. And the interesting part comes when they say, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I've never told anybody that before. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think it has to do with a vibe. Yeah. Well, and it's, uh, it's your, your genuine desire to listen. I think, plays a big mm-hmm. role in that. And, and we talked about that a few weeks ago, about the importance of listening. Compassion, I guess. And maybe yes. people can read and feel that, that as you listen, they can see, like you said, that that is genuine. And the beauty of that is that when you become a good listener, because you deeply care and you're compassionate and you're letting your heart drive your intentions Yes, people do pick up on that. And we need to be able to trust people. And so I think that maybe so many people don't have 
relationships in their lives where they really can trust someone that when someone is placed in their path, maybe when you cross paths, that whatever that thing is that they can feel, it's like, oh, oh, finally. Well, yeah, there's a hunger to find someone that you can <laughs> unload on yeah, and, and yeah. trust with those secrets. And, and, you know, I mean, I don't want to get too mystical or spiritual here, but I I'll I go think, ahead. <laughs> <laughs> there is a collective unconscious aspect to our lives. We've inherited things from our ancestors And I think that leads us to be able to evaluate people that we come across as to whether they can be trusted and and, or not. Right. And it's, um, you know, it's something I think that has developed over a very long period of time. And it, it also has deep connections to many of the aspects of our culture. Mm-hmm. A lot of which are being seriously disrupted. Oh, yes. So that has created a, a disconnect. Well, as you were talking, it made me think about that kind of mystery that I was saying that somehow someone opens up and, and talks to me. I think that maybe the first thing that happens there is that when the conversation starts and it's about almond milk, okay, that maybe what that person sees is that I'm actually trusting them to have a conversation, to open, to just simply open myself to having a conversation with a stranger. And I think maybe that's the first thing that happens. And so there's a sort of a subconscious thing there that says, oh, she trusts me. I can trust her too. And I think that we have to recognize, like you're talking about, so much of our trust is being destroyed in our culture right now for all kinds of reasons, whether it's political, religious, societal, cultural. There's so many things that are creating these feelings that we have to find that deeper place within us that says, I actually can trust other people. People are inherently good. Yes, we also have inherent flaws that make us all untrustworthy in certain areas and at certain times. But I'm talking about as a general rule, there's goodness in us and we can trust each other. Yeah. That's important to remember. And I think, you know, you have to open yourself up to being able to talk to someone instead of rushing by or instead of suspecting that because this is a stranger, I I don't have time or I shouldn't talk with them. Why not? Why not have a conversation right there in front of the grocery store (laughs) freezer? (laughs) (laughs) The innate goodness in people, we do lose sight of that. More and more, the people that we hear about and know about are not really people that we have personal connections to. Exactly. We hear about the extreme cases on Facebook of somebody that's done something crazy. Mm-hmm. And we hear about people that commit horrible crimes. We see all this stuff and think, well, the world is getting more dangerous every day when mm-hmm. the precise opposite is actually true. Right. The, the world is a safer place than it's ever been by a long shot. The more you feed into that fear, we know that news, so-called news, reporting negative news gets more attention. So you buy into some of that stuff 
And before you know it, you're not trusting anyone and then you isolate yourself. And so if we all buy into it and we're all fearful and then we're all isolated, that makes us all much more vulnerable to disastrous things. Yeah, that's that's an example of the tragedy of losing trust mm-hmm. because when we lose trust, what do we have? Exactly. Trust has to be, it, it is an absolute hallmark of a good marriage. Trust has to be part of a good marriage because if you decide that you're going to walk a lifelong walk with another person, then you have to be in a position where you put your life in so many ways in that other person's hands to see you and know you in your most vulnerable states, in your weaknesses, in your least attractive states, and say, I trust you that you're going to continue to walk beside me, that you're going to love me even when you don't like me or when I'm not so lovable. That is a deep, deep trust situation. And I believe that people, if they're willing to stay with it, if they're willing to stay in a marriage and really be there, that that level of trust is something you can experience in that particular sort of like a microcosm here. A marriage is something so different and unlike anything else that you can experience things that you cannot experience anywhere else if you stay with it. Right. And you can give and receive a level of support that is not possible in any other kind of relationship. Yeah. So yeah. And trust is absolutely the key in life itself. There are difficult choices that have to be made. Mm -hmm. Trust is essential for that. You have to be able to trust that your partner is going to be honest about those choices. Yeah. About your need to make them or their need to make them or the need of both of you together to make those difficult choices. In marriage and in any other kind of relationship, trust amplifies your ability to get things done. Oh, absolutely. You know, you even said when we started this venture, it's like, how do we get this going? Well, we trust each other. And we do. And so the beauty of that is that we can just show up. We both just show up and say, hey, what should we share today? I trust that when I show up and I meet with you, that you're going to say something that is going to spark that creativity in me and that then we're going to be able to create uh, good things and encouraging and helpful things for other people by the fact that we came together to do this. I always trust that we're going to be able to do this. And so it, it makes things much simpler when that's there. Yeah, that is an extremely valuable thing to have in any kind of endeavor or relationship, because then you can spread out the work. Mm-hmm. When you are sure that other people are going to do what they say they're going to do, then you can focus on what you're doing. You can focus on being your best and contributing your part to the endeavor. And right. you can know that it's not going to go to waste, that the other people involved will also be doing their part and you can come together and build enormously wonderful things. And I mean, it it is such a great feeling when I think about the different situations like this, you know, that I've worked on in my life with good partners or teams of people 
It is such a thrilling feeling. It adds so much vibrancy to my life when I'm working with people like that, like you, when I know I can trust. It's everything that you just described. I know that it's going to be exponentially better than anything that I could create by myself. Just the excitement of thinking, what is that other person going to bring to the table today? I, you know, I can't wait to see or hear what that is because it's going to allow me to be my best creative self to really spread my wings. Yeah, it creates a synergy. The combination is much more valuable than the two separate parts. Right. And that does grow exponentially as as you add more people to the equation. It was really interesting, a situation that I was involved in with a client. Most of my voiceover clients come to me and I record them in my studio and then just ship those back to that client. But in this particular situation, I went into their workplace uh, on a regular basis. And so their employees, a small office, got to know me over time. And there was one gal who worked there who would frequently come into the studio and she was fun and had a lot of interesting things to share. But she would tell me a lot of stories about a lot of different things that she had been involved in about different people that she had been involved with and uh, people there in the office as well. And one day she said to me, I tell you everything. And she said, you never tell me anything. And I'm condensing this story for the purposes here, because I think you'll really get the point of what I'm saying here. I said, the reason that I don't share things with you like you do with me is because what I've learned over time is that people who come and talk to you about others are going to do the same thing about you. And so you learn who you can trust with the important things of your life and where you need to just be present, but not share those things if you don't want them shared everywhere else. And it really floored her. It made her very angry and upset. And later down the road, she said she understood where I was coming from. But it's a real example of how if you talk to people about others, and I'm talking about gossip, and it can be malicious or it can just simply be chit chat where you're sharing details of other people's lives. Well, you know, I heard that she, well, you know, did you know that he wants blah, blah, blah. So we can talk about our friends. I can talk to people and say, oh my gosh, I did a podcast with Ralph today. Oh, and it was real interesting. He shared this. So you kind of have to discern what the differences are. But if I'm saying, you know, I talked to Ralph, you know, when we were off mic and he shared uh, some struggle that he was having. Well, there we've crossed into a line that's not okay because you've trusted me and it needs to stay right there. So this gal had never learned that in order for me to share things with her, in order for anybody to share things with her, she had to earn that. And what I was seeing every day is that that was a no fly zone. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, that is so insightful. That's something people do all the time. And you, mm-hmm. You pick up on that. You may feel that way without even realizing it. And ultimately, that's not truly 
That can never be a deep and real relationship. Even though you're sharing intimacy because one person is sharing details with you about their lives, it can never be a true and trusting, deep, intimate relationship because it has to go both ways. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing, like you say, that's a deal breaker. It's it's hard to imagine ever being able to trust someone like that when you've had that experience, when you know the previous history. Yeah, trust can be lost in an instant, and it, mm-hmm. I guess, can also be repulsed <laughs> right. pretty easily as well. It's, uh, like I say, it's a very fragile and precious thing. I think that's the whole point for me of talking about trust is to just let it serve as a reminder of, number one, how valuable it is, how difficult it is to create and maintain, Mm -hmm. and how very, very easy it is to lose, and how so much of life is enhanced by being able to trust and, and by being able to form trusting relationships with individuals, with groups. It's interesting too, uh, going back to marriage, I'm, I'm recalling a client that I had a, a coaching client. This was a, a guy that I worked with one-on-one who came to me about some decisions that he was trying to make in business, in career choices. As we worked together, one of the areas that we crossed over into was dealing with some things in his marriage because people don't realize a lot of times when they are perceiving that they want to deal with one thing that your life is fully connected. So you're not going to uh, separate what's going on with the career choices from your marriage, from your spirituality. These are all connected things. So one day he revealed to me that his, and, and he didn't realize he was revealing this. He said something that, that my wife does is get on the phone with her mom every night and they just chit chat about everything that everyone has said during the day. And he said, you know, that that kind of bothers me. And I realized right there that he was really trying to convey a core issue that he was having in his marriage about trust. And that led us into deeper places where there were trust issues that went all the way back to his childhood. But that trust was being challenged in his marriage because let's say there's there's an unspoken thing that's happening there. He never heard his wife talking about him to her mother, but he heard his wife talking about everybody else to her mother. So it kind of leads to a a fairly logical conclusion, maybe, maybe not. But nevertheless, for him, that signaled, even on a subconscious level, there are things that I can't share with her because she may share them with her mother. And so the wife was, without ever knowing it, creating a barrier there of deeper intimacy that she could have had with her husband. And so I gave him some tools and some exercises and ways that he could lead her to, without criticizing her, some understanding of how that might be creating a barrier and how he would like deeper intimacy with her. And this is what it was going to take for him to open up to her more, which is what she wanted. So uh, it was very interesting to see that dynamic sort of unfold in that conversation. Well, she was just doing what felt right or mm-hmm. <laughs> at the moment yeah. and wanting to share things with her mother. Mm-hmm. 
Like we all kind of do just unconsciously throughout the day. That's great to be spontaneous and to uh, follow your feelings and desires. But I think that needs to be tempered with an appreciation for the value of trust, particularly in the marriage relationship, but in, in, in every relationship that we have. To say sort of, what do I want? Do I want deep, intimate, authentic relationships? Mm -hmm. Then this is one of the things that I'm going to have to put in place in order to have that. I'm going to have to be a trustworthy person if I want to receive that. Right. And it's it's also a matter of thinking long-term as opposed to short-term. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, sacrificing maybe something in, in the short-term in order to build that long-term value. Mm-hmm. That's what trust is. I mean, it is a long-term value. It's very fragile, but when you have it and it's good, it can it's last gold. forever. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And nothing can destroy it unless you choose to destroy it. Mm -hmm, Exactly. We may talk about this at another time. There's there's a whole dimension to trusting ourselves as well. I think trust begins with being able to trust ourselves. And for a lot of people, that is an issue. Yes. I think that's a good point. That's a whole other podcast um, because it's all connected. So I think on that note, we'll wrap things up for this week. Reinforcing the importance of trust in every aspect of our lives. As you make choices, it's something to keep in mind. And hey, please do us a favor. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. That way, iTunes will expose the show to more people, and it'll give us the chance to help them connect on a deeper level, too. Thanks for spreading the word. When you need a break, a word of encouragement a spark of creative juice and inspiration for mastering the challenges of life, work, and relationships. You'll find it in the Experience Excellence audio series from Connections University. You can download it right now through the link at deeperconnectionspodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the show at deeperconnectionspodcast.com so you'll automatically get the latest episode as soon as it's available. You'll find options for iTunes and other platforms. You'll also find links to the music in this podcast, written and performed by Local Honey. I'm Ralph Marston. And I'm Kimberly Kane. Thanks for taking the journey with us. Be courageous in all of your connections. Go deeper. Your life will be richer for it. This is Deeper Connections. Learn more. Be more. At DeeperConnectionsPodcast.com.